Good morning, good evening, good afternoon. Whenever this message reaches you, you're listening to another episode of 6 p.m. the podcast. I am your five foot nine host with sophisticated ignorance, Uncle Puche. What's good, everybody? What is going on? Yo, 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 yo. You listening to this? If you could, please give me five stars ratings on the Apple Podcast app, which is the purple app located in your phone. Um, most likely, you're listening to me on my iPhone. So, yeah, give me five stars on the Apple Podcast pass apple podcast app uh if you could subscribe rate the podcast that'd be great as well i'm actually getting really really lackluster with that maybe because it's one of those things where you know i know it's important but i more so never will ever care about how many ratings or comments i have all i care about is the content so if you could do that for me great if you can't man whatever dog i have to learn how to get better asking people to do things for me but that 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 right there Nah, I ain't never gonna care. Anyways, moving forward, family. What's up, y'all? I've been man, I've been dying to get back to talk to you guys. Welcome, welcome you. Hey, if you're new to the podcast, what's good? Uh, this is a six feet on the podcast. I am your five foot nine host, Uncle Puche. I already said that, but uh, you're probably wondering why you're here. You're wondering why I'm addressing you like this. Why am I just talking to you like you're just one of my relatives? Well, if you're new to the podcast, what you don't know now is what you know now is that you are one of my family members. I am your uncle. We are sitting down at the dinner table. We are having a discussion. That's what happens on this podcast. It's like you just walked into a crib and, you know, we had a good ass dinner. Like, you know, what life used to be like, you know, before that crazy ass virus took over when you could be in groups with people, you know, and also what life must have been like before stupid ass shit. Like, I don't know, being on your phone all damn day. So I am your uncle Puche, and you are sitting back listening to me give you some advice and let me tell you something you're not here because i give you the best advice you're here because what's that sister johnson i give you the realest advice thank you so very much go ahead pass that collection a plate around again frank just decided to get his ass up and walk out when he saw it go around the first time frank you gonna pay what you owe i just want you to know that broke ass anyways so if you didn't notice how harsh I seemed earlier about talking about how stupid being on your phone all day is, um, that's a little bit of a catch-22 for me because you're listening to me most likely on your phone. That's where you get most of your podcasts. And I, I don't really know the statistics anymore as far as uh, how many people listen to me on a laptop, but you're listening to me on a phone. So therefore you're on a phone and you, 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 you hear me and you know i can't diss the internet for that because the internet really ain't that worse of a place is the internet is what you make it it is what you make it and family since today is tuesday we are under the new format i hope you guys like it as i told you in the previous episode mondays are going to be something somewhat of educational i'm gonna come out the gate with you guys excuse me there, come out the gate with you guys and give you some of that education you know i i decided i wanted to use a little bit of that ivy league excuse me, let me correct myself, public Ivy League history degree that I have and learn you some things on my podcast. So yes, Mondays are the educational segments. Tuesdays are going to be a little bit less on the educational, more on the informative. And this will be what we call Transparency Tuesdays. Yes, this is when I come down to you guys. And it can be about any subject matter that I found in the news that I wanted to be transparent about or any life experience I want to be transparent about. But the thing is, I'm going to be very transparent. That means I'm going to generally uh, probably talk about something that can be a little bit uh, controversial, 
depending on who you are. And I won't really hold back on it because this is my podcast. And if anything that I say blocks me from getting any opportunities, you know what? Those opportunities weren't there for me in the first place. And today's first episode ever about Transparency Tuesdays, I'm going to talk about opportunities because that's actually what the cusp is of what the subject matter was about. Okay, let's get into it. Coca-Cola. Have you guys heard about this? Anybody, any family member heard about this? Coca-Cola. Well, if you have, great. If you haven't, let me give you a little bit of a background on this. So I guess Coca-Cola put came out with this um, with this diversity training thing where they basically what I've been reading in my research is it's teaching their white employees how to be less white. And when I heard that at first, I really laughed. I was like, be less white. What are they going to do, like get waves and grow out cornrows and tell me about how much they really, really enjoy that Bobby Schmurter's out of jail? Like, what the fuck? Be less white. What does that mean? And as I ran down on it, it was exactly what I thought it was. It was a corporation basically trying to inform their white employees that they weren't necessarily better because they are white. To which that that caught a lot of uprise. You know, you know, people. There were, you know, obviously some white people who were, you know, a little teed off about it. And I'm being so petty with saying teed off. But, you know, they were a little te- ticked off about it. And, you know, they took to the Twitter streets and they were like, oh, my gosh, be less white. What if we said be less black? Would you? Could you imagine? Could you imagine? And I'm not going to lie to you. When I heard this news first, I thought to myself, big whoop, because honestly, I don't care about things that don't affect me. And being less white doesn't affect me because I can't be more white because I can never be that because I'm obviously a black man. But when I really sat back and studied this, I thought about the the mind, the Jedi mind tricks that the that the organization is trying to play on all of us. Because if you don't know this by now, if you haven't listened to much long enough, your Uncle Puche is somewhat of a conspiracy theorist, but not in the sense like I go deep in on things without factual proof. Uh, pretty much when I look at conspiracies, they aren't really conspiracies. They're things that are known to be true, but we just keep a hush-hush on because, you know, we just don't talk about those type of things around here. Those type of things don't happen around here. That's not what we do. Anyways, so when I looked at this whole be less white thing, I I said, aha, the man is good. You see, there's a system that we all live in that we all either understand and we embrace or we understand and we reject it or we understand and we accept it and we just pivot around it. Coca-Cola has not done anything special for black people by telling white people to be less white. And if anything, I would like to say this is more so an attack on the progression, on whatever ideology of fairness and diversity that you're actually placing out there. And I know you might be asking, like, how do you figure that, Uncle P? What do you mean? Well, here's the thing, guys. Telling someone to be less like themselves is necessarily telling them to be someone else. And I don't know about you. 
This may not be true, but I, your Uncle Pete, I likes this. I want you to show me the bigotry. Give me the truth, baby. Give me all the smoke. If you don't like me, tell me you don't like me. If you don't fuck with me, tell me you don't fuck with me. If we ain't your cup of tea around here, then tell me to get the fuck on. I like that energy. If I'm not what you find to be suitable content, get rid of me. Don't tell those around me to be less like themselves to make me feel comfortable. Because here's the thing, man. At this point, what you're asking them to do, and when I say them, I'm not talking about white people at this point. I'm actually talking about people in general. What you're asking people to do when you tell them to be less white, be less black, be less Asian, be less Mexican, be less whatever, whatever, what you're now telling them to do is to hide the stone and the hand. And the problem with that is if you've ever actually seen someone throw a stone and hide their hand, you realize what you're now dealing with is passive aggressive behavior. And that's actually worse than bigotry. You might say, P, what the fuck are you talking about? What this company said is that they need to acknowledge the struggle that black people go through. They need to acknowledge that they had a step up on black people because they're white. And I'm here to tell you something. Anyone who does not or cannot see the inequality that has occurred to minorities in this world is either blind or either tone deaf. And with that being said, if you're the second option, you have pretty much just decided to acknowledge that this shit don't happen. Or you acknowledge that this does happen and you benefit from it and therefore you have nothing to say about it. Case in point, man. You're working a job. You need these days off. You need these days off because these are the days you like to have off. Someone else comes in, they're like, oh, my goodness, man, uh, can you work for me? Can you work? I, I, I can't miss my shift. But if uh, I, I got to make a family emergency and and if I don't make the family emergency, man, I'm going to get fired. And you're like, nah, dog, these are my days off. You see, the beneficial factor of we all benefit for certain things, certain double standards. Don't worry about that. I'm going to touch on that next week. That's going to get me in a lot of trouble. But we all benefit from certain societal standards that other groups don't benefit from. And they're only an issue when other groups acknowledge that they don't benefit from them. So I say to anyone who's ever like, yo, this diversity training, these these people are acknowledging the issues. Motherfucker, they ain't acknowledging nothing. These corporations know what they're doing. You think you make a billion dollar industry? You make a trillion dollar corporation? Do you think you do all that by being stupid? You think you you just lucked your way up into a trillion dollars? I mean, a motherfucker can win the lotto, but not every motherfucker can keep that money. There's plenty of people who hit the lotto who are now currently broke. They didn't know how to use money previously. They got lucky and now they're broke. Fast forward this back to the job portion, man. This whole tell people to be less like themselves. Bro, don't start with that. You know what you do? If you have people who can't acknowledge that other humans should be respected as humans solely off the faith. 
<clears throat> solely off the fact that they're humans and not because they look like you. If you have to tell someone to be less racist than you, you don't need a class for that. You need to fire their ass. I can accept other humans' prejudices. I can accept your prejudice, but I can never understand your racism. Now, just so y'all can get off my neck, because I know y'all do, and I don't know why y'all do this to me. That's so mean sometimes. I'm just here to um, go from entertaining you all to educating you guys sometimes. So let me do this. I just told you all, I can accept a prejudiced person. I can accept a racist person. Well, I know you might be thinking, Uncle Pete, how the hell can you accept a racist? I'm sorry, how, how the hell could you accept a prejudiced person, um, not a racist person? Well, here's the thing. Both of those things go hand in hand. Both of those things go hand in hand. But here's the thing about prejudices. Prejudices, as it states in definitions, preconceived opinions that is not based on reason or actual experience. Racism, prejudice, discrimination, antagonism directed against a person, people on the basis of their membership in a particular racial or ethnic group, typically one that is a minority or marginalized. Case in point, a prejudiced person a person who is a prejudice standpoint, they have a preconceived notion based off some things that have not occurred. Now, here's the thing. We all are prejudiced. We all have preconceived notions off things we have not actually experienced. We've seen them in our minds. We've heard about them, sometimes just in our heads. But we've not actually been there. So in our heads, we're like, hey, I'm not going to that place because it's dangerous. That's my prejudices. I've, I, this is a preconceived notion in my head. That is simply an ignorant person who has not experienced the side of which they're being prejudiced on. I'm not making excuses for them. All I'm saying is that we all are prejudiced in our own ways. We all have to make preconceived notions on if we can do this or if we should do this or not or if it's dangerous or not. That's literally what prejudices come down to being. And hopefully once you, you know, you've experienced these prejudices, you know, firsthand and you've seen the things that you're prejudiced about, you've gotten a chance to learn this person and learn about this person. And it's altered your way to accept that they are just humans just like you. Where with a racist, this person's basically like, listen, nah, 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 nah. I don't know about your situation. I have never experienced your situation. But since you are a, middle, a member of a particular group or ethnic background that I know nothing about, I now will choose not to like you. And see, this is where racism gets deeper because with racism, you acknowledge that I am different. You acknowledge that I'm of a different group, and that's why you don't like me. Not because you've not experienced me. Not because you, you, you don't know how to move around me. It's because you acknowledge that I am not like you. I can deal with prejudiced people. I cannot accept racism. 
Case in point, man, y'all think I'm playing. Your Uncle P, I lived a couple of lies, man. I told you guys this a couple of times, man. I, at one point, I can talk about this now because time has passed and it doesn't necessarily matter because I make money different ways. But at one point in my life, I was working for a staffing firm. I won't say what staffing firm it is. But I was working for a staffing firm. And I remember, I mean, I have so many stories, but I'll kick it off with this first story. Set the scene. It's after work. It's after five o'clock. And I'm sitting there doing some things, shooting out some emails. Uh, staffing companies basically don't close, man. You're you're working hours around, you know, 24 hours around the clock. And one of my coworkers is looking for a new recruiter. He, he needs to staff because they're expanding and that's what they need to do. And I'm like, yo, that's dope. Cool. We're sitting back, chopping it up, chopping it up. And my coworker is white, by the way. And he looks at me and goes, hey, man, I'm not going to lie to you. I personally just don't want to hire a person that I can't pronounce their name. And I looked at him, I said, really? He goes, yeah. It's not that I don't think they'll be good workers. It's that, that I just don't know if I'll be able to connect with them. And at that moment, if I even had a reason to be upset, all my reasoning for being upset went out the window. This man logically told me why he did not want to have the opportunity. He was on an uphill battle, bro. He needed a new, he needed a new employee. And he also wanted to be successful. Did you, do you think, I mean, in an ideal world, guys, if you're trying to be successful, do you want to try to be successful amongst people that you've hired that you don't think you can connect with? You don't think you can work with? You don't think they can understand you? No, no, the fuck you wouldn't. You would want to be with a team of like-minded people who also were being able to bring their own originality to the plate and then they're able to, you know, elevate the company. That being said, I'm not going to say he was right for saying what he was saying. All I'm saying is I understood what the hell he was talking about when he said it. This ain't me capping for white people or saying that y'all should ease up on white people because honestly, do what the fuck you want. I've told you guys that so many times. Now, what works for me works for me and what works for you works for you. But what I'm going to tell you again before I get out of here is, is that you can't try to hide the bigotry in an effort to move forward and progress you don't hide the bigotry bro what you do is you either expose it for what it is and y'all say this y'all culture hopefully you don't you fire those people and you get people in who can actually acknowledge this case in point i told you earlier about that passive aggressive shit yeah 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 yeah. i'll tell you another story about a staffing firm i worked at because i worked at a good amount of jobs i worked at this one staffing firm and it was very apparent from the first week that I worked there, that this wasn't going to work for me. <laughs> yeah, that job wasn't going to work for me. It was apparent because when I got into the position, the person that they had given me to assist me was really a person that they should have gave the job to. It was a white lady. I'll, I'll, I'll be honest, it was a white lady. And it was very transparent as they placed it to me that, you know, we hired you and we paid you more. 
And she's been doing this job for about two and a half, three months. And, you know, we didn't offer the opportunity to her. And I thought there instantly, why the hell are y'all keeping her around then? And to which the job went on ahead and told me like, hey, you know, um, you know, we, we just want you to work with her as hard as you can. Because, you know, she's getting really under pressure. And, you know, we don't we would hate to lose her. We'd hate to lose her. You know, this, this pressure could get a lot to her. And I was like, no, it's not the pressure. It's the fact that you hire my black ass to do the same job she doing. And um, uh, I'm making uh, roughly about, I don't know, I think I was making like almost $8,000 more than her. And I totally understood her problem came with that. I don't necessarily, looking back on it, think it was um, her not liking me because I was black, it was more so the situation that she felt like she got passed up on. And by her, my coworker, um, she, uh, she was very passive aggressive, little side comments and snarky remarks and stupid shit that I could just see through. So me being a solid individual, I am, I just quit without a two week notice. I said, fuck them. I just got up and walked away. (laughs) <laughs> I'm not gonna lie to y'all. Nah, they fired my black ass. They fired me, man. They fired my ass. I got the three weeks. That shit was crazy. I'm not even gonna hold you. But the thing was, I didn't care. I felt the disrespect every time I walked through that door. I felt the 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 oh, we made a mistake. I felt every moment of them trying to figure out how they could keep her happy while also, you know, putting the pressures on me to do something that virtually became impossible because I wasn't staffed with the team of supporters. I was staffed with a fucking player hater that, that Katie want to be as Karen, whatever the hell her name was girl. She, (laughs) she, she basically like sabotaged every meeting we had with a client because she was mad at me for not having, you know, for having the job that she wanted, which was passive aggressiveness one-on-one. And so I say to you, as y'all sit back and think to yourselves, wow, these companies, they're really, really acknowledging things. Wow, this company's really, really, they really, really care about them. Motherfuckers don't care. It's all about the bottom line, which is the powerful dollar. Another situation I had at a staffing firm I was working at was, um, if you're familiar with the football team that is uh, of San Francisco, the Niners, they... They uh their name the Niners the name is N I is spelled N I N E R S, but in some scenarios they take out the second N and they replace it with a nine. Now why they do this is because Niner just it's a, it's a thing. But when you put in the letter N, the letter I, the number nine, uh, E and a R. Well, that doesn't look like Niner anymore, and it looks very, very close to the word nigger. And so, in context, I'll tell you the story real quickly, and we'll get up out of here. Uh, the, it was the week before the Super Bowl two years ago. The Niners are about to play the Chiefs. The Niners, uh, a lot of Niners fans were in my um, office, and there was one of those little sound, I'm sorry, little sign boards that you could, you know, move around with the lettering and stuff like that. And someone took it upon themselves to put 
Niner Gang for Life or some shit like that. I don't remember. And I remember when I saw it, I saw it and I was I looked at it and I, I saw Niner Gang. I was like, okay, whatever. I already know what that stands for. I'm not tripping. I went back to work and wasn't really tripping because again, I told you this before, Uncle P, if it don't bother me, I ain't bothering it. I don't give a damn the hell with it. But unfortunately, well, fortunately, two of my other coworkers who were of um, you know, minority descent saw it and they were like, what the fuck is this? Nigger gang? So they went to the head honcho. The head honcho knowing that I was somewhat of a peacemaker between the whites and the minorities. That's really what I was. I'm not even going to hold it. If you all are listening to this, y'all know that's what I was. I was a, I was a peacekeeper between the blacks because I was the Jackie Robinson of the office. There were no other blacks in there before me. And I'm sure they haven't hired that many blacks afterwards because, boy, did they do a good job of getting rid of our asses. But anyways, that's a whole nother conversation. Um, the head honcho pulls me and he goes, yo, pooch. What do you think about this? I said, I think it says Niner Gang, but I can totally see where people think it says Nigger Gang. He goes, okay, how does this make you feel? I said, honestly, it doesn't make me feel a damn thing. And that's really what I felt because it didn't. But this was the part that really fucked me up and it still fucked me up because looking back on it, looking how I went out in that job and how things turned out for me, I mean, it's it's whatever. I'm not really tripping because, again, like I said, previously poor, I get money other ways now. I wouldn't even move to getting this money like this had I not had not been taken out of this position. But anyways, the boss looks at me and this is what really gets me riled up every time. He goes, what do you think we should do about this? Which at that moment, I could have looked him dead in his eyes and said it was X, Y and Z who did it. But I didn't. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't say anything. I said, honestly, sir, I think we should just move forward. Change the name on the sign and, you know, just a mistake. He said, okay. Okay. I told that story to someone of a minority descent later on, and he said, yo, he was looking for blood. He wanted to see if you were mad enough to fire someone. And to which at the time I wasn't, and to which to this time I'm still not. I don't give a damn what they wrote out because again, what people's opinions are or what their opinions are. I can't my I can't thrust my emotions onto you to feel any way, right? But what I did feel at that time was a sense of eeriness. And you remember when I told you we're all just cogs in the machine? Well, what I saw in that moment when he said, What do you think we should do about this? He didn't really give a damn about how I felt. He just wanted to know how he could cover his ass just in case I or anyone else wanted to try to sue or have a problem with something. I want you to understand that I acknowledge that this is wrong. And because I'm not like those type of people, tell me how we can get rid of those people. When truth be told, I'm actually worse than those people because I want to hide the truth from the world. I'm not caping for anyone. I'm not standing up for any person. All I'm doing is being transparent. My opinions are factual to my life only. If you don't like what I said at any point in this episode and you're still listening, well, man, I've got to thank you. But I also got to say, keep your opinions to yourself because I don't want them. I don't need them. And if you were smart, you realize. Nobody does. But you do a podcast. You give your opinion all day. Yep. 
I have a platform. Go make one. Go spread your opinions as if they were facts. That's how this thing in life works. It's not fair. And I acknowledge that. No diversity video is going to help change any of that for me or anyone who comes after me. Listen to another episode of Six Feet on the Podcast. I am your five foot nine host with sophisticated ignorance, Uncle Puche. Like always, ladies and gentlemen, please, please, please allow the peace to kill the evil that is coming from within you. And until next time, I'm out.